Broadcasting live from contested war zone on the plane of Mirrodin, you know, from the before. This is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Nelson. Hi, I'm here. And Kathleen. <laughs> and today we have a very special episode for you. We've got nine awful ideas for Wizards of the Coast for 2023. We've put our heads together and we've come up. Well, each of us actually did three, so we didn't really put our heads together. But we've come up with uh, uh, nine uh, terrible suggestions. Nine real dog poo ideas. Because people got really mad at Wizards of the Coast last year several times. So if you're going to get mad at Wizards of the Coast, why not get mad at them for these crap ideas instead? Yeah, exactly. But before we get into the terrible ideas... We're going to give you a good idea, which is to buy stuff from Card Kingdom. <laughs> this show, is, of course, is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Uh, head over to cardkingdom.com slash LRR for all of your cardboard needs. Hey, Dominaria Remastered is out. Um, or it releases this, yeah, as of recording today, I believe it's out. So uh, check that out. And um, this comes out on Mondays. And this coming Friday on the Friday Night Paper Fight, we're playing Draft? Yeah, so we're going to Draft, yeah. This yeah. coming Friday, we'll be drafting. And actually, uh, keep going with the sponsors. They'll have another thing okay. we can talk about. Uh, tell them Loading Ready Run sent me a button, please. They'll give you a little button. And I f- forgot. Actually, speaking of a James. Pox upon the auto tap. Right. A pox, a pox upon, upon the, the auto tapper. Oh, that's a really good button. I like that button. God, I've been goozled so many times yep. by the auto tapper. Yeah. It's getting better, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and. Um, of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. What's up, James? The PPR. Yes. We can, oh, yeah. we can talk about the PPR. Because right, that's being announced tonight. As of time of recording tonight, yeah. the PPR. Yes. For the Phyrexia all will be one pre-pre-release. Oh, we're so excited. 2023, new year, new PPRs. Uh, January 28th, uh, which is a Saturday, starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, featuring five of your good friends from Loading Ready Run and our special guests. We've got Princess Weeks, magic content creator and writer and uh, video essayist. We've got Jim LePage from the Spike Feeders and the Commander Rules Committee. And we've got Becca Scott, uh, content creator uh, from uh, Good Time Society, which I believe is actually just her uh, channel, uh, whose who's videos on how to play tabletop games we frequently use when we need to learn how to play tabletop games. Uh, very exciting bunch of folks to uh, to invite over to the moon base for some Phyrexia All Will Be One. I will say the set is looking very, very cool. We've had an opportunity, of course, in preparation for the PPR to take a look at some of the cards, and uh, it's looking pretty cool. Looking pretty cool. Some very cool stuff. I don't want to say much more about it because official spoilers begin, well, actually today. Day of airing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a preview card on the 25th, he said, with all the blind confidence of someone who read his email yesterday. I can tell you that it's a card. <laughs> this nice. is factually accurate. And all I right. can tell you that one man's cool is another man's, this set looks terrifying. Yeah, the set is aesthetically challenging. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there's a... You'll well, see. You'll see. You'll see. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. Nine awful ideas. Here's my first one. It's a secret lair. Um, you remember way back when you get those starter starter boxes mm-hmm. and they had the little uh, rules booklets? Oh, yeah. Right? It's secret lair, those rules booklets. People would buy that. 
because it's like this is in the same vein as like the old school, very wordy walkers or the the basic lands that just has Full all the text. rules text for basic lands, right? Yeah. So, but it's like the the thing where you have the card, uh, like the 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 real card that it is, and then the 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 new name over top of it, like the Dracula or the Godzilla ones, right? So it's like Jam Day Tome, but it's but the card is like sixth edition starter box rules little tiny rules booklet and it's just a picture of that it's just a picture <laughs> of the tiny little thing but the actual card is like the jam day tome or jalem's tome or vencer's journal something like or that tamio's log book yeah exactly like the actual the actual cards are just magic cards that are books but the art and the the, the little f- name the little name underneath or whatever or the yeah. big name yeah the, the little name, name underneath would be vencer's journal yeah and then the, and and the big name would be like ice age starter pack rules booklet nice and then the flavor text is just like some some rule entry from the actual from the actual that isn't comprehensive rules rule. yeah yeah you yeah. do like a list like the there's the beta and you get like a jm day tome and it tell, talks about the timing rules yeah right yeah, which yeah. is still like the core of what how the stack works yeah now. or like the one the the one uh like the ice age one would be like the rules for cumulative upkeep or Perfect. something which still is technically a magic rule but it's like right was only really a thing in Ice Age or around that time. When I when you first introduced it, I thought you meant literally just a secret layer that had like all of the individual books like they reprinted or did the thing from Zendikar where they collected en masse like however many of these old like paper books from the 90s <laughs> that people books. have. Because I think I still have like two or three. I bet Wheeler's got like 10 mm. of those old little paper books yeah. from the actual thing. And then so they go on eBay, they buy all those up somehow and then they repackage them. But, yeah. Uh, your secret layer idea sounds even better. <laughs> Oh no! All right, errata. That would be Tamio's journal. Oh, I sorry. Like, I see. I yeah. was like, I was like, I said it. Log I was book. like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. But we had Vencer's journal, so I was like, well, I can't also be Tamio's journal. But it turns out it was. Uh, yeah, more than one people can have a diary. Mm-hmm. Yep. More and than the, one people. More than one people can okay. have diary. Well, more than one people can also have terrible idea. Kathleen, what's yours? You know, well, I would say I'm just gonna toot my own horn a bit. My my idea was this podcast. Let's just that's true. Nine that's true. Dog poo ideas <laughs> is how I phrased it. Didn't we have uh, like episode 500 last year? And we've we've only resorted to doing crap ideas now. I'm so <laughs> proud of us. Oh, you meant this specific episode of the podcast? I thought oh, you were yeah. just putting all of TTC under oh, the no. bus. There, you're like, oh. this podcast was my idea, and it's no. a terrible idea to continue doing it in 2023. And I'm like, <laughs> fair, but also like. People watch us and stuff. Like, it's not all bad. We get a lot of really positive comments. Maybe not after this episode. Yeah. But speaking of which, speaking of old school, look, as we know with Phyrexia, that we're going to be losing some planeswalkers because uh, uh, a few people got norted. We found out on uh, Thursday that Luca, predictably, after being told not to touch the thing, touched the thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what an idiot. Yeah. I can bond with this. No, no, no. I can bond. No, I can bo- Stop it. I can bond with. I can bond with this Phyrexian. I can do this. I don't know if Whoops. that's what happens yet. Um, but my my thinking is it's that's I mean it can't be that far off the truth. It feels like he succeeded. I mean he did. He did definitely bonded with it more than more than usually. Yeah, 
What an idiot. Anyhow, <laughs> but like we hit like we're losing some planeswalkers, mm-hmm. which means we have openings. But we've got so many planeswalkers that are going through and solving problems across the universe, and and m- many might say meddling and making things worse. You know, uh, all sorts of things. So why not we take it back? We bring back the power level. We take it. We go back to basics. We have some. We have a lower powered planeswalker. Um, so, uh, I didn't come up with a name for him, but he's from the plane of Lorwyn. His name is maybe, uh, Glonk. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, and Glonk, um, has a really, uh, really traumatic experience that uh, ignites his spark. It turns out someone tries to kidnap his favorite goat, but the goat is a changeling. Oh. Right, from right. the classic right. Lorwyn goat napping cards. And that is very, you know, uh, very, um traumatic to him because he did love this goat and uh and his spark ignites and then glonk travels a multiverse solving gold goat related problems <laughs> only goat related problems so he'll go to innistrad and not fight vampires but also but like find some lost goats you know maybe that wandered up into the mountains where the hell kites are and stuff like that you know he retrieves the goats i mean i'm I sure like he... the idea that just every set it's like whatever you know world ending conflict is occurring in the story spotlights and then also there's glonk glonk and he's just over there messing with the goats so well not messing with helping the goats solving people who have legitimate goat related problems because he can (laughs) he can um he can make uh perhaps um cute looking goats appear to lure other goats around right you know like my goat wandered off it's like that's okay i'll call i can i can call forth from the ether this very attractive looking female goat and he'll come back because he'll want to see this goat and it's like how do you know it's an attractive looking goat glonk just knows <laughs> like we have a lot of powerful planeswalkers i think it's time to have some crap planeswalkers like there's gonna be a spectrum of power here not everyone can have a world ending you know ability mm-hmm. why can't somebody just be like really attuned to goats why can't someone be able to you know make a hot cup of tea appear whenever they want <laughs> wow your priorities are changing yeah, as time per- passes, right? Yeah. That hot cup of tea is like the ultimate for you. Yeah, well, and you know, also, like, I feel like people are very sad because planeswalkers that they know and love and Luca are, you know, <laughs> <laughs> are being completed. So we need to lighten the mood. We need to lighten the mood and we need to be sure no one for Ellis need to stop breaking legacy and be like, actually, no, you are not going to add anything to the (laughs) great Phyrexian vision here. You just leave, right? So. I like the idea that Elish Norman's like, who completed this guy? And the the her like suture priests or whoever are like, uh, he did this himself. No, he fell in the oil. We tried to, we get him, tried to fish him out. Sorry. It's, <laughs> you, are you cool with this? He's and, actually not completed, Miss Norn. He's just wearing a bunch of our stuff. Look, we can just take it off. <laughs> yeah. It's not even stuck in there, right? Yeah. Make him go home. Yeah. So uh, if you'd like to make some Glonk fan art. <laughs> yes. Please at me on Twitter unless it's ruined and exploded. In that case, Mastodon. Yeah, in that case, Mastodon. I'm uh, Kathleen LRR on Mastodon. and uh, Or you can, I don't know, find me online wherever bad ideas congregate. <laughs> Excellent. Loading, ready, run, Twitch chat. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't have a Tumblr, do you? No. Well, that is another good place for bad ideas, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, Nelson, what's your first terrible okay, idea? Okay, so this is a bit of a personal indulgence here. Um, it's no. not that it would be, right? Yeah. <laughs> On this episode? Shockingly. Yeah. Um, so it's not that this idea would necessarily be bad. It's just that it probably wouldn't sell well. Because we're going to go for a secret layer, specifically Nelson's favorite Netflix series that like not enough people watch <laughs> for it to get a third season. It's secret layer Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Oh, sweet. Featuring Orlando Bloom, right? And uh, Elijah Wood. Oh, sorry. I mean Elijah Wood. Okay, I get cool, those yeah. two confused from the Lord of the Rings. They're both so pretty. They are both very pretty. Anyways, yes, Elijah Wood, powerhouse in this uh, this series about uh, a holistic detective who, it turns out, there's some sort of weird mind powers he has to be able to solve mysteries, but he doesn't understand them himself. And just the writing is incredible. Um, and the show was a lot of fun. So yeah, I would like to get, I don't know some Esca's chariot that's like a car that everyone drives too fast all the time or like some time magic would be good some time twisters or some uh, some time walks just reprint time walk in the secret lair there we go yep, I, I snuck in another bad idea inside <laughs> nestled inside of my bad idea that's very Dirk Gently yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I'm just gonna plug go watch Dirk Gently's secret lair what, or secret lair <laughs> go watch his Alexis detective agency and you can think this is Nelson's favorite show yet another reason I dislike him and and if you run out of uh, Netflix, as is frequently the case, because they keep keep canceling stuff, uh, in that case specifically, there's books. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Have you not read? Oh, the... well. Okay. No, I can remember now. I had this conversation, and someone steered me away from the books. Oh, interesting. I know. Isn't that weird? So they're written by they're written by Douglas Adams, who okay. wrote the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. All right. All right. Yeah. And Kathleen loves Douglas Adams. Kathleen's okay. about to have an opinion. <laughs> all right. <laughs> On the internet. Uh-oh. Oh, Back up, everybody. I guess I should, I should check the books ready. out after all. Yeah. I think that the Dirk Gently books are, in many ways, better than the Hitchhiker's Guide books. Oh, because okay. Hitchhiker's Guide was supposed to be like, sort of never had, sort of kept getting added to. Right. And the fifth book was a real downer. But the Dirk Gently books were a little bit more like, I am writing a Dirk Gently book. And the first Dirk Gently book is really good, but totally exceptionally different from the show. Okay. So I will warn you that now. I thought the show was way too violent. Sure. The show was pretty violent. very violent. Mm -hmm. And the uh, books are more just... Our, so I would say embrace the spirit of a holistic detective agency a little bit better while still being violent and interesting and having a couch that gets stuck. Right. <laughs> the couch right. is very important. Yeah. The whole thing hinges on the couch. Please read just Dirk okay, Gently's. The first, the first Dirk Gently book. There's okay. another Dirk Gently book and then there's the, a partially unfinished third Dirk Gently oh. book called The Salmon of Doubt because oh. um, Douglas Adams died. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Well, halfway through writing it. But... They're very, 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 very good and very well-plotted books, and they're very funny, but in a different way. Well, the excellent plotting, I feel like, they pulled onto the screen. Yeah, we. I mean, we enjoyed the show, yeah. just despite, I, despite the violence. I, I watched the first two episodes and actually tapped out because I just thought it was way too violent. Oh, I don't really? like, okay. I really don't like violence that much. Okay. Like, it's just not, not yeah. for me. Not your jam. No. No. But you know what is your jam? Crap ideas. This next crap idea that Graham's going to drop. Yeah. Or do we want to come back and Kathleen goes next and then you go. Oh, I love crap ideas from anyone. Okay. Please go ahead, Graham. All right. All right, sure. Uh, this one's pretty straightforward. It's uh, Homelands Remastered. <laughs> or I guess Ugotha Remastered. Um, That's actually a really good idea. You know. Well, so the thing is, there's only... 
like a hundred and something cards in Homelands. If you look it up on Scryfall, it says 140, but that includes all the duplicates. So, you know, to really pare it down to the best cards in Homelands for a remastered release, it's really just a secret lair. <laughs> uh, but you got all the colors represented. Uh, in white, we have Soraya the Falconer. Okay. Um, you know, legitimately, people sometimes play this in Commander because Soraya has been oracle that it's not all falcons get plus one plus one it's now all birds oh wow and you can give all your birds banding until end of turn so Soraya the falconer actually playable uh from blue we get memory lapse because you know it's it's memory lapse yeah that's a good card it's probably already been in a secret layer even yeah you I... could you could probably guess the card from black baron sangir obviously i can guess the green one too i i can't wait to hear that guess okay. <laughs> Uh, from red, I've chosen Joven, because why not? Look at Joven. Joven, you're almost as good a thief as I, but Aaron hates you even more, says Chandler. Thanks, Joven. What's your guess for the green card? Autumn Willow. No, I went with Joven's ferrets. <laughs> okay. You can't have good Joven giant. and not good have giant. his ferrets. Gotta get the ferrets in there. And you know, you want to have, the, that's that's why Joven's the red card, because you can't have the ferret. Obviously, you gotta reprint Joven's ferrets, but you, then then they're they're lost without Joven. Do you have an artist idea? And for in mind for who can really bring homelands to life. No, just keep it. Just keep, keep the same keep, art. Keep the same art okay. for the first time printed in the new frame, Joven's ferrets in etched foil. Ooh. And then uh, for your um, for your like bonus secret packing card that's not part of the initial thing. Obviously, it's Apocalypse Chime to destroy everything from homelands. Gosh, I could see them actually doing this. Uh, <laughs> That's a good idea. I, I kind of like this idea. I'm sorry, Graham. I think we might have to change this episode title to eight crap ideas. Oh, no. I'm more in on Glonk. <laughs> Love Glonk. All right, yeah. Kathleen, what's your next idea? Well, my next idea is also based on things that I like, which is drafting. Oh, yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, but like how frustrating it is that when you think you've put together a good card and it happens to be one of those formats where you've got a really great synergistic deck. But then your opponent drafts like the bomb rare of the set and just blows you up. And that, that's very frustrating, you know, where you've been ahead the whole time and then you just get blown into a rare. So why not have a new limited format, which is just popper limited? Oh. No, all commons, not even any uncommons. You just draft commons. May the best drafter win legit true. Put together your crap synergies. Do what you can. Now, is this because like now, so a question, because James has like a popper cube. Yes. Right. That's a banger to draft, honestly. Oh, but you're like talking about popper, yeah. You're talking about like just in a set, yeah, in a set. So just, just take out all the common, all take the like, commons and the rares. Take like Phyrexia, all be one, no common or no no rares, no uncommons, no, uh, no mythics, just the commons from a standard set. Absolutely. Remember what uh, 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 Tetsamok? Do you remember how ruinous Tetsamok oh, was? Yeah. Do you think that that set would have been more fun without Tetsamok? <laughs> I think it would have been. Yeah. So why not take out everything else just to be sure? I feel like I would have lost more games because I would have played the same number but lost the games that I didn't have Tetsamok. <laughs> but all the games my opponent had Tetsamok, they still would have won. <laughs> what you're talking about is like a pretty good like scientific approach to drafting. Like if you want to just like try to hammer out a format real quick, just like get three of every uncommon or three of every common and then like draft that a bunch of times and try to figure out what the 
the favorite archetypes are or what you like to put together with just the common synergy and then like add the uncommons and then just evaluate the rares. I wonder. Probably pros have done this. Oh times. no. Now we have to change it to seven crap ideas. <laughs> I wonder if we could try this is not a promise that we will, because I feel like it'd be a hard sell for some to get like a full draft table together. But I wonder if we could do this where it's just like you you know, we get like packs of whatever set. You'd pr- I guess let's say four packs. Yeah. And then every pack you open and then you just set aside the rare you the just rare, keep those. those. The are rare yours. the rare and the uncommons. And then you just draft, draft from the, the commons in front of you. And then yeah, you'd need four packs because otherwise you wouldn't have enough cards to build a deck out of. And then just sort of see how that shakes but then out. You get to keep all your uncommons and your rares, right? Sure. So you don't there's no feel bad about like, oh, this is not good for my deck, but well, I also want this for a, my commander. Straight right? into a paper shredder. Yeah. I think yeah. you'd evaluate the commons and like the feel of the matchups pretty quickly. Because the rares add this, like, and the uncommons as well, add this, like, extra sort of spice to the draft. Mm-hmm. Like, most draft decks are mostly commons, right? Mm-hmm. And so, without any, like, extra puzzle each game, it's just sort of like, okay, well, do I have the murder if they try to put the enchantment on their creature? Nope, I didn't this time. I'm going to lose to the creature with the enchantment on it. And, mm-hmm. then, like, that's kind of, there'll be, like, something like that for all of the different matchups. Mm. So, but, but, I mean, I'm down mm. to play that format with you, so you know. I mean, it's terrible. Good job coming up with a terrible idea. Excellent. Yeah. Nelson, Damn. what's your next garbage pile? <laughs> okay, I had, I promised, three good ideas on the way here after getting these coffees, and thinking about your ideas, they've escaped. So I've come up with another one on the fly. Sweet. Everybody is always complaining every time they put out a new uh, foiling technique, or just every time that they foil cards ever. Right. There's always some that turn into like curvy Pringles, right? I say lean into it. Let's do the new all foil packs that are so curved. They're like already ready to play like some sort of street game shell game. Exactly. Yeah. And let's have decks that you can buy like full hundred card decks that just all look like that. It's the same. And then you can make your own ultra pro deck boxes that are also curved. So it's like... (laughs) It's like putting tennis balls like, into that sleeve. You know like what I mean? Pringles tube. Yeah, yeah, Literally. exactly. Yeah, the Pringles just tube. Just lean yeah. right into it. Yeah, let's just make them circular too and then put some salt on them. What's, uh, uh, it's got to be a planeswalker. Uh, Davriel has a mustache. Perfect. I'm trying to think of doing like a, doing like a, a, a Pringles logo. <laughs> With like, Davriel? Yeah, well, because I was just trying to think of what planeswalker has a mustache. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like, oh, wow, this is terrible, Nelson. Great job. Thank you. Yeah, I say let's just go harder (laughs) on how terrible foils are to the point where we can use them for other things. I just like curl up into a straw. Yeah. You put your deck face down and it just wouldn't sit. Yeah. like it wouldn't be stable if it's... But that's okay because you could shuffle your deck just by putting it into a bowl and you know doing a little chicken. Just tossing it. <laughs> Anyone have the salad spinner? This kids, that was like an invention that existed in the 90s. You just salad spin your magic cards and then scoop them up. <laughs> place them neatly into a bowl and then just take your first one each turn with a fork. Put it in your hand. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a... You know what? Even though we said that one of my ideas was good, we said one of Graham's ideas good. That idea is so bad, I think we can go back up Hooray. To, to, to nine crap ideas. It counts too. Oh, plus I had the nested bad idea in my oh. last one. Oh my God. It's true. That's right. I will sink this ship yet. Yep. Okay, Graham. Once again, Watsy, call us. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to move away from paper. I want to go into the world of digital magic. Oh, awesome. Uh, because Arena is, you know. Definitely the best that they've done so far in terms of replicating the experience of playing Paper Magic 
on a computer or phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some aspects of tabletop magic that are missing, which is uh, your opponent messing with your stuff. So I think that they should, This is there's two parts to this. One, they should just introduce a new feature where if you click on one of your opponent's permanents, it shifts by just like a pixel. Just like, <laughs> right. So if you just like repeatedly tap on stuff, you just get it like skittering across. The th- you can just mess up all the positions of, of the cards. It'll make it a little harder for you to understand what's going on, obviously. But, you know, it's just sort of, rather than arbitrarily clicking around the background or, like, clicking on the on the environments to make it do a thing, which they've d- done less and less of recently, um, uh, yeah, just, you know, you click on the cards, they just shift, you know, both in translation and rotation, but just, like, a pixel at a time. And then, and then, uh, for a gem purchase, you can get cosmetics where you can leave Cheeto fingerprints on your, <laughs> on your opponent's stuff. Is every Cheeto fingerprint its own little microtransaction where it's like you can buy a bag of Cheetos and that gives you like a hundred clicks or something? That would be much worse. Yeah, because that because I want to I want to add some special sauce to your bad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Worse. So it's these, like, hey, can I see that card? Do these persist for the whole game? The oh yeah, whole match. Uh, and then they go away. Right? I guess, until until I guess they the restart match, yeah. the arena. Yeah. <laughs> 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 until they relaunch the app. Yeah. Could be during the same game. If you click it enough times, does it just tap their permanent and then they can't, like, they need to untap it by either clicking it a whole bunch of times themselves or how much know. How much function are we adding here, removing? I wasn't thinking of actually adding, like, actual gameplay function, okay. just, making, just it making it more annoying. Really annoying. Yeah. Nice. That would be, I feel, miserable. <laughs> what a horrible addition. Yeah, Thank how you. can we bring the experience of your opponent having, like, some rough halitosis into the uh, digital arena? Like, can we just, like, if you pay enough gems, can you just, like, slowly turn their side of the board green? <laughs> it's like it just gets foggier. We were developing that technology. Right. Oh, wow, yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. Wow, I hate that. Yeah, this Thank you. idea is truly awful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Really nailed the spirit there. <laughs> All right, Kathleen, what All do you right. have? All right, my final bad idea, I know you said let's go to the realm of digital. I'm going to bring it back to the realm of paper. Okay. Um, because you guys both had a secret layer. Oh, yes. I also have a secret layer. Excellent. And I think this is actually a real money-spinning idea. <laughs> oh, no. Um, obviously, did you know that Scryfall has an art tag? Just you could search for bare feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, this is secret layer. <laughs> I mean, I know special guest. I know Feet. our fans are down. Like, <laughs> it's not a bad idea for everyone. Also, what is it? It's like 15 10% of the population or something is super down. Really? Something like that. Yeah, something to oh, do God. with where the parts of your brain are. Yeah. There's like a crossed wire somewhere. No, 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 no. Offering no. free feet picks right now? <laughs> Holy moly. Kathleen. I know. Well, I, hey, this is the Bad Idea podcast. Save this one. Um, any, anyhow, so this is, this is, I put together a list of cards. So, first one, Crush Underfoot. Nice. Oh, of course. Right? Yeah, oh, one. Whoa. So much oh yeah. That, yeah, people are going to really enjoy <laughs> that one. The giant trimming their fingernails. I don't know, with, I don't know, like a, thresher i assume and you know like snip and the the toenail just goes like careening across the countryside like a right. flying scythe it embeds into glonk's goat and he has another <laughs> dramatic experience oh no 
Um, the next one, this is the first, uh, this is, this was, this idea is what inspired this whole, I was like, wow, what's the worst idea I could think of? Wow. I bet I could come up with some more of those. Um, but this is, this is to me, the archetypical foot card. This is beanstalk giant, obviously, mm. because it has fertile footsteps as the, mm, nice. <laughs> as the you get sort of two in one, Ooh. um, you know, and look at that big, big foot. Um, you it's could got four toes. Interesting. Only needs four. Yeah, all right. What are you doing with your fifth toe, really? I mean, not getting stomped on, I think. Yeah, I guess, all right. Um, but yeah, like people, like people really, people, not only are people into feet, people are being in, people are really into being stepped on. Right. Remember the Lady Dimitrescu? Oh, yeah. <laughs> kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah. We'll, situation. We'll call it that. It definitely was a situation. Um, we also have, of course, another giant bone crusher giant. Lots of giant feet, turns oh, out. Oh, yeah. Because I really wanted people to see the foot. He's like, you know, you could step on me, daddy, right there, right? <laughs> again, <laughs> again, the adventure name on this Stomp. one. Stomp. Stomp, yeah. yeah. Stomp. I didn't realize Lauren and Eldraine are just feet sets. Well, That's just what apparently all fairy tales require big feet. There's a lot of giants in both of those sets. Um, I think it's important to note that, like, I feel like there's a lot of cards from Lorwyn and Eldraine in my, in this secret layer of mine. Um, I think, you know, I feel like we have Eldraine, which is, you know, good fairy tales. And Lorwyn is, like, weird, gross fairy tales. Um, I also uh, picked Kithkin Greatheart um, because look at those huge feet. A lot of, lot of giant feet. Yeah. I do like also the, the Bone Crusher giant, the... Visual effect on arena when you cast stomp is the giant yeah, the foot, foot shadow goes wham right on the battlefield. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and then for my last one, of course, it's uh, stomping ground. Nice. Oh, yeah. Right. That makes a lot of sense. The best place to put the bare feet. Yeah, stomping exactly. Around. Yeah, this, this one would need new art. Yes. Well, and I, I actually, unlike you guys, I have uh, thought of my uh, preferred artist oh, for the no. secret lair. And? <laughs> Rob Liefeld. <laughs> Famously can't draw feet. <laughs> this might be showing perhaps some of my like. Uh, this, uh, that's perfect because what you've done is you've taken an awful idea yeah. for most people. Yeah. But then for the for the people that actually think that's a good idea, you for them you have now also made it awful. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So if you're not familiar with the art of Rob Liefeld, like there is like I'm a, not, but. Okay, so he's yeah. a very famous comic book artist who was really popular in the '90s. Yeah. I want to say, and like he was like he'd draw these these ridiculous covers of like Spider Man or like I mean I think James most famously the like barrel chested Captain America that yeah, you've probably and seen. Yeah, like huge okay. and wide, but they so they'd have feet, but they'd look like little like dangly socks essentially. Little teeny triangles, yeah. or the or they'd be obscured by like smoke or rubble or like there'd just be something at the bottom of frame that made so he didn't have to draw feet. Right. Yeah, he did not want to draw feet. So yeah. yeah, that's that's why I would hire him for the secret layer. <laughs> so funny. Just to ruin it for everybody. Yeah, no one's happy, which to me is mwah, magnifique. <laughs> Excellent work. Speaking, everybody disliked that. Speaking of no one being happy, could you pass me my sock? Because <laughs> my foot's very cold. Where did you, oh, I see. I sort of flung it. No more feet. Okay, I'll. Uh, Top that, Nelson. I don't Top know that, that I can. Nelson. Okay, so I figured out that 
in my in my improv moment just now, my brain was trying to remind myself. I managed to go deeper into the tank while you two were talking. So I have this third, second and a half or whatever you want to say. I, I think that tubular foils that have completely pringled around, that, that's okay as a distinct idea. That's very good. But my bad idea is expanded premium. They always, the packs always talk about premium cards, right? right. Or like this deck contains three premium cards. Because that's of like the, the wizard's terminology yeah, for foil. Yeah, exactly. That's what they say when they mean foil. But premium has like an English definition. It can mean all kinds of other things. So this is a, a bad idea for some, but obviously an awesome idea for everyone. What if instead of foil, you got a scratch and sniff magic card? <laughs> Like you open up that new planeswalker and you know you can really smell the. You feet. can smell Gronk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can smell that goat or the goat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. You scratch and sniff, and you're like, oh, that is kind of like what burnt goblin would smell like, isn't it? You know. So there's scratch and sniff. Or what if we did some of the things they do with money, right? Like it's a clear plastic window, so you could kind of have like a background is foil technique, but instead it's just background is. Transparent. <laughs> yeah, background is play mat. Your opponent. Exactly. The ceiling. Uh, there's all kinds of technology. Um, you could have a card that appears to be completely white or completely black with no markings whatsoever, but then when you shine the black light over it, it reveals its <laughs> rules text and meaning. <laughs> Similarly, you could, uh, you could have um, that kind of thin layer of foil that you can scratch off with your nail or a coin or something. Oh, like, so, a, like a like a scratch and win. Yeah, like a scratch and win lottery ticket. Yeah. yeah. So so you have to bring the card um totally covered up into the tournament, but then during the game, well when you draw it, you're allowed to scratch it off to find out what you got. So what the mana cost is. And then I if like you can the, cast it then you can scratch off the rules text. I like treating those UV cards like morphs where it's like I play this and it's like well, what's that do? Well you'll find out. And then when it <laughs> becomes relevant you're like ah but right. then at the end of the game it has to be like wait wait let me see what your UV card, yeah. your rave card was. You gotta show us what your rave card <laughs> yeah. does. Yeah, you could also have a card that, um, uh, what was it? Right, so it, you know you can spend resources on the card to make it work sort of like Chaos Confetti, but you could right. do pull tabs. So you could be like halfway between Chaos Confetti, where you, you, you pull to find out what the activated ability of the card is. A lot of this seems a little bit more like gambling than Wizards probably wants to... Pull no, because you, 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 the player, know exactly what you're getting. It's your opponent that's surprised. Right. Okay. Yeah, if you say so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Whatever uh, lets us do this without waiting. Uh, officially, this was sued. the officially this was the scratch and sniff idea. <laughs> I just, I you for know. some reason <laughs> the first when you said scratch and sniff the first cards I thought of was the the 40k stuff Ooh. and it's just like all the horrible Nurgle pestilent cards with like just pulsating things like great i really want to find out what sloppity bile piper smells like <laughs> yeah the only like cards i would want to smell would yeah. be a necron because presumably they just smell like you dusty. know dusty dust i hope yeah yeah right i wouldn't think the necrons would smell like much yeah, yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> what if the tyrannids just all smell like mushroom soup <laughs> They got like a quite a nice like you know umami scent to them. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. Let's all fry right. up some tyranids. I bet you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they like secretly just smell like garlic or something. You know, like who, who knows? Does anyone here know forty k lore? Has anyone tried eating a tyranid? What happens? I think the tyranid punches you inside out if you try to eat them. Oh. Let us know in the comments what the tyranids smell like, and also what your best worst premium expanded <laughs> definition would be. Yeah. James, do you have any terrible ideas? I mean, you know, th- in this context? 
I don't actually, unfortunately. I, I I had one like a half an hour ago, and then I completely forgot. Didn't write it down. No, o- only glistening pure golden ideas from James. This is why I wrote my ideas down in the Slack thread because one. I needed to remember them. And two, I knew that I didn't want to spend more than like 30 to 40 seconds per idea, you know, get them fresh and actually there is, there is one thing that I, and we could, we could do this on the Friday night paper fight. And I think we probably will soon, Uh which is the, you do a regular six or eight person draft, but then you have five minutes to trade your cards (laughs) between the drafters. And you have to do it at the table. There's no like private conversations. It all has to be done. Or of the New York Stock have, Exchange. Yeah, draft. basically, it's just shouting and yelling at each other, trying to make <laughs> deals for cards that you think would make your deck better and cards that you want to shift onto other people's. But I want that to be an official format from Watson. <laughs> yeah, I went into green early, but then it didn't pan out. I've got like three green on commons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> three three green staples. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. Looking for black or red. Yeah, yeah and then the bell goes at the end. Exactly. To yeah. signal the, ding, end, ding, of, ding, ding, the yeah. end of trading. Any of trading, exactly. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> just the, the floor just strewn with all the all the, all the the ticker tape receipts. Ooh, I've got a bonus crap idea. Bring it on, yeah. Okay, what if, like, I know that, you know, people like Dragon Shield yeah. uh, make wonderful, high-quality, excellent play mats. We're not just saying that because they uh, are a... Uh, Sponsor of Elder Dragon Social Club, which, by the way, watch that show and buy our sleeves. Thank you. Continue. Yeah. Um, but you know, I feel that playing on a play mat uh-huh. does not feel nostalgic to many people. That's not what you think of when you think of you know playing Magic oh, no. the old way. So, what if you just had a big chunk of rough concrete with some rude graffiti on it that you could <laughs> plop down on top of your normal you table? Carry around so you with can... you. You could scrape your cards as Richard Garfield intended. So you just need, yeah, you just need to imprint the logo you want or whatever onto some sandpaper, and then you need to somehow affix the sandpaper to the rolled up mat, and then you could have pretty close. No, I was thinking uh, like a large chunk of pressed concrete concrete, with with like um, rebar sticking out the sides. Yeah, Yeah. rebar sticking out the sides. This is my actual elementary school floor. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. ripped up. Or, but I I like the sandpaper idea better actually because that seems more portable. What about just making sleeves out of low grit sandpaper? <laughs> on the inside and the outside oh. <laughs> both sides pain really focuses the mind <laughs> shuffling would be so frustrating <laughs> but think of the clarity of vision that you would have you probably wouldn't flick your cards as much <laughs> that's useful for us because usually the microphones are right beside where people flick their cards oh wow <laughs> Awful. Yeah, I hate it so much. Why don't we have a tournament where there's no chairs, but you still have to put all your cards on the table? So everyone's just constantly trying to do like a ski form. Mm. Everyone's just like working their abs super hard to play and just can't wait to be dead every round. Wow. For Weird. some reason, that's where my mind went when you're talking about playing with like Sand sandpaper paper cards. The yeah. worst magic. Like, How what? uncomfortable can we make playing magic? We make the sleeves out of sandpaper. Yeah. There's no chairs allowed. The table is weirdly low. <laughs> well, if it's low enough that they could sit on the floor, then that's no, 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 good. no, no, no. It has it's to like... be like at nose height when you sit down or something. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but like, so when you're, you can't even like hunch comfortably, right? Right. God, people would play so fast. 
And this is like at a this is like at a Magic Fest level event. Yeah. And there is the there's pain draft. Yeah, there is one <laughs> there's there's one uh washroom for everybody with a single toilet. Right. And also one judge one running sick. the whole event. Yeah, one judge. Oh. Oh no. Pain for all. Right. Yeah, everyone needs to be in excruciating pain. <laughs> Especially that judge. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Satan. Write down those ideas. <laughs> Turns out we have a lot of ideas for, for ways you could make magic worse. terrible. Yeah, More powerful and creative. Yeah, um, but and if you're looking to consult with us, we, you know what, our schedules just aren't busy for some reason. So just give us a call, <laughs> send us an email. We got so many ideas. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I had others, I think, but I forgot them because I didn't write them down like you did. It turns out the worst idea was not writing your bad ideas down. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm sure you could come up with some some bad ideas. And see, see, the trick was, was trying to make a bad idea that wasn't secretly kind of a fun idea. Like, I think my Homeland idea might actually be kind of a fun idea. Uh, uh, but also that wasn't just like, make a pack, make a booster pack with three cards and charge two thousand dollars for it because that's like okay yeah obviously that's bad that's too close yeah, <laughs> yeah your bad idea needs to be funny for you to want to comment it yeah, yeah. But so you, do that but we're gonna read them yeah yeah I am. yeah if yeah. you got any crap ideas um let us know and we'll pass those along to watsy yeah definitely <laughs> when we're looking to con to get out of the magic content game <laughs> yeah <laughs> at the point in the future which i hope isn't soon where our where the the business aspects of our relationship and We'll be like, all right, cool. On the way out. On the way out. Some, we've got some ideas for Can you. I give you these pitches? Oh, boy. <laughs> ah. Speaking of which, uh, pre-pre-release coming up. Uh, <laughs> end of the month. <laughs> Maybe if you uh, if you work at Watsy, pretend you didn't see this. If you uh, <laughs> if you don't work at Watsy, don't tell them about this episode. <laughs> don't mention it. This is just between us. Keep it on the DL. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it, I think, for Tap Tap Concede for this week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us for this this delightful episode. Uh, a reminder, of course, that we're brought to you by Card Kingdom. Please check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. Order yourself some uh, some some better cards than the ones we described. Uh, and, of course, uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Or, if you're watching on YouTube, you can chuck a couple bucks in the, th in the thanks. I don't know why they got to call it that, but there you go. You can leave a thanks. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week with more Tap Tap. I don't know exactly. Probably going to get into some Phyrexia All Will Be One previews and uh, maybe taking a look at the the story because, boy, is there some plot happening. And, uh, yeah, more of that to come. So until next time, I've been Graham, joined by Nelson. I was here. Kathleen. Ah! James has been on tech. Heather gets these online. Thank you all so much for watching and listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.